watch the, I don't know, the monitor just hit the TVs. So I was sitting there looking at the stuff. <laughs> I caught my eye for some reason. That was fun. Numbers. We're in numbers today. Chapter 13. Good children's class teacher, for sure. Um, okay, let's look in Numbers 13, and we look at the spies, um, and let's start verse number, uh, let's pray, and then we're going to, we'll look at the report, we're going to look at the pros and the cons of the report that they gave as well. Uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you for letting us be back this afternoon, um, and even with a smaller crowd, we pray that our time here would be useful and helpful. As we look at this familiar story of the spies that were sent into the land, uh, Lord, may we be encouraged and challenged by what we see in your word this afternoon. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Numbers 13, starting in verse number 26. Uh, so this is after um, the spies have been sent. That was earlier in the chapter. Uh, well, let's go. Chapter 13, verse number 1. Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, uh, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. Uh, all of those men were heads of the children of Israel. Then it goes through who it was that went um, and were sent. So they go, verse 17, they sent the spies into Canaan. They go end of the land, they go around and look at different things. They collect different things like grapes uh, and things like that, verse 23, uh, from the land. So we're in verse 26 now, and this is the report that is going to be given. They were gone for 40 days. They've returned, verse 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, excuse me, they told him, and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this fruit of it, this is the fruit of it, 
Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land in the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. So this is the report. This in and of itself is, is nothing bad or good, right? This is a just what they saw when they got into the land uh, there. A couple of things that they saw. First of all, we see in verse 27, uh, it says that the land is good. It flows with milk and honey. Uh, and here is some fruit. So they got these grapes. Verse, let's go back to verse 23. And they came into the brook Eshkol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. So we see them collecting things from the land. So they're going to come back with this report. They're going to show people what is uh, the fruit of the land, what is there. Obviously, it's quite the haul if they're going to have to carry the grapes between two guys, uh, carrying the, the cluster of grapes, and then you've got the pomegranates and the figs as well. And so there's a lot of good things in the land, and that's part of what they were told to do. They were, so they were told, go into the land and see what the land produces. See what's there. And then also see the people that are in the land. Uh, are, are the cities defensed? Um, are they uh, walled? Are they what? We we're trying to spy out the land, figure out what's there. And, uh, and so this is the report that they gave. So they say the land is great. Milk and honey, here's some fruit of it. They get the, the grapes and the pomegranates and the figs. And they're all there showing the people what are there. Nevertheless, they say in verse 28, though, the people are strong, the cities are walled, and not only are the people strong, but the people are big. Uh, lots of big people in, in, in this land. So it tells us, first of all, in verse number 28, uh, the people be strong that dwell in the land. So that means that they, this is referring to army strength. They've got uh, soldiers. They've got good number of people. So this wasn't talking about muscles as much as physical muscles, as much as just uh, um, nation muscles. Uh, they, they, they're strong, strong people. And then the cities are walled. So it's not like, you know, you think of the, um, uh, the big bad wolf. He comes to the first house, it's what, sticks or straw, whichever one, he blows it down, and the next one's the other, whatever, blows it down. Then he comes with a brick, and the brick he can't, he huffs and he puffs and nothing happens. Um, and so these walls are like the brick house. Uh, they're, they're the strong walls. So these are, these are well-fortified places, uh, villages, cities, um, where people are not only there in number, but they're, they, they're well-established from where they are. Um, you know, when you're going into a new land, especially back in these days, there was, there was only so much they knew about. And so if it was a bunch of little villages, then it's kind of easy to plunder through. If it's a massive walled city, we think of Jericho, obviously, uh, as that's what's coming up very soon, uh, and well, in the next couple decades. Uh, and, uh, and it's a walled city, and that's what was expected. AI, we know AI was a walled city as well. And, uh, and we see those things throughout their journey. So they say, okay, so the people are strong, the cities are walled, and then at the end of verse number 28, it says, and we saw the children of Anak there. Now the children of Anak were known as giants. They were known as large, large people. Um, and we'll see that again in just a moment. And, uh, and so they, they are not only strong in, in numbers, they're not only strong in their uh, fortification, 
but they're also gigantic people, at least some of them. Uh, or very, very tall, very, very big uh, people. So, so you understand the report that is given. So now we break it into the pros and cons. What's the, what's the pros of, of going and what's the cons of going? Verse number 31. Uh, no, I'm sorry, verse number 30. Caleb stilled the people before Moses, and he said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, Caleb, we know Caleb and Joshua are the two good spies. They're the ones that came back and said, yes, there's lots of milk and honey. There's lots of good fruits. Yes, the people are strong, and there's walled cities, and the, the uh, Anakins, Anik, the children of Anak were there. Um, Star Wars is in the Bible. Um, and uh, the children of Anak are there, and, and uh, yes, all of those things. But Caleb gets up, because everybody's getting a little anxious right now. They're hearing the report, and there's a little bit of anxiety happening, and Caleb says, hey, we can do this. Let us go up at once. Let's go right now. Let's get over there. Let's take the land, for we are able, not only are we able, we are well able to do so, uh, to overcome it. Now, Caleb, in this passage, does not speak of God, although I believe that's where his faith lied, um, just based off of what we know about Caleb. He says, we're well able to overcome it. What he meant, I believe, is God has given us this land. Let's go get it. We're, we can, we'll be fine. Let's just go do it. But, of course, he's not the only one uh, giving a report. And so the, uh, the, the pro, basically, here is we've got the, uh, the good fruits and everything like that. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Uh, then we've got uh, uh, the ability to go take this. Let's go do it. The cons, though, are in verse 31. Uh, they say, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Caleb says, we're well able to overcome it. They say, no, 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 no. No, we can't. The people are stronger than we. Now, again, this isn't talking about individuals being more muscular. This is talking about armies. This is talking about the nations. They're just stronger than, than we are. Then, verse number 32 says, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched under the children of Israel, saying, The land, though uh, which we have gone to search it, uh, through, sorry, which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. So even the report of the, the, the fruit of the land all of a sudden starts to get dogged a little bit. And now I'm going to eat you up. This, this land, it's a dangerous land. You know, I've been through, I grew up in the woods and uh, hills, or we call them mountains. Uh, and uh, there was certain territory and terrain that would eat you up. Thickets and thorns and uh, just whatever. I remember, this has really nothing to do with the message, but I remember one time me and a friend, uh, well, at the end of the summer, the last one of the last days of the summer, uh, when we worked with the horses, we'd take all the horses and we'd push them out to one of the back pastures. And that's a blast to get to ride and run and have a good time with it. And uh, so we're pushing the horse. But when you're pushing the horse out, you got to make sure they all go out. Uh, so I think we had four or five of us guys that were pushing the horses out. And uh, But you want to make sure you don't leave any back because you're going to close some gates and you don't want them all together. And so as we're going, you know, some guys, if some horses went that way, then some guys would ride off that way and follow. Other guys, we basically had three general trails that all ended up in the same spot. And so I remember we were riding out and pushing the horses and having a good time. And, and a couple of them went up um, 
really a, a horse or deer trail, so not like a clear path, uh, but one that animals had been through. And one of the guys I was with followed those horses into the woods. And I remember riding, <laughs> and I was trying to stay behind everybody. I was in charge, so I was trying to make sure I kept track of where everybody was. And I just hear, ah, oh, ah, oh. And he finally comes out of the tree line, and his pants are all ripped open. He's got scratches across his face. <laughs> and uh, basically, I told him, I said, I would have just stayed off the path and just kind of kept an eye on the path to see if they follow through. But, but thanks for following them up in the trees. It, it ate him up once he got up there. It wasn't, it wasn't designed for a horse plus a person on top of a horse to get through because the path was cleared horse high. And uh, so he got, he got kind of eaten up in that uh, terrain. And they, that's kind of the way they turn here in this report. It, they just came back and said, look at all these grapes, these figs, these uh, um, the pomegranates, and we got all these great things from the land that flows with milk and honey. And earlier in the report they said, this is good, but the people there are strong and the walls are shitty and whatever. Now they're saying, hey, the land, it eats people up. So now all of a sudden the land isn't as good as it once was uh, just a few minutes earlier. And then they say there as well in verse number 32 that at the end, uh, all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And this is verse 33, there we saw the giants of the sons of Anak, uh, which come of the giants. And we are in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were on their side. So they're looking now at the size of the people as well. I've got a few words underlined in these two verses. In verse 32, I have the, the word underlined men. Uh, that we saw in it are men of great stature. Um, the reason why I underline it in my Bible, mark it in my Bible, is to remind me that it doesn't matter how great of a stature a man is, if God be for us or be against us. And, uh, and so, but they say there are men of great stature there. And then in verse 33, they say, uh, uh, towards the end there, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. They, they say the way that we viewed ourselves was we are, it's impossible. We're too small. And again, I go back to the fact that it doesn't really matter what you are if God is with you. Um, it doesn't matter if the situation ahead of you is too big for you because it's not too big for God. It doesn't matter if you're too small for whatever it is because you've got God with you. And so the size thing here does not, does not mean anything. It doesn't matter how strong the armies are. It doesn't mean how walled the cities are. It doesn't matter how big the people are. As we'll see in Jericho, the size of the wall didn't matter. And, uh, but this is the viewpoint of the people. And this is the majority of the spies uh, are producing uh, this out. And so then Caleb speaks again. Look down at verse number 6 of chapter 14. Um, Joshua, the son of Nun... And Caleb the son of Jephunneh, uh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And then they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Hear them. Joshua and Caleb step up here, and they again plead with the people. And they say, listen, the land is phenomenal. It's, it's exceedingly good. 
this is a great place. And then they say, if God is with us, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land. If God wants us to go, he's going to give us what we need to get there and to get through it all. And then he, they say in verse number 9, only rebel ye not against the Lord. Remember, these are the people who would murmur and complain to Moses. Why did you bring us out from Moses? And remember, we looked at several weeks ago, Moses saying, listen, when you're murmuring to me, you're, you're actually murmuring against God. And so Caleb and Joshua bring it back to that. Don't rebel against the Lord. Don't fear the people in the land. For their bread, easily to tear apart. Their defenses are departed from them. And the Lord is with us, so fear them not. Fear the Lord, don't fear them. That's what Caleb and Joshua are saying. And we see here, you know, I, it's funny. I look, I think ahead to the story of when Joshua goes ahead. And, and I, to me, I see, we'll look at it more when we get to it. I, I see a little bit of fear in Joshua at Jericho. Um, we see a ton of faith. And, and we see Joshua's obedience, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to knock on Joshua here. Um, but to me, there's a little bit of fear, and then, and then maybe even a little bit of, of um, over-eagerness for Joshua at some point, once he gets into the promised land. But here he is he's right on point. Uh, he's giving advice and wisdom to these people that he's going to need once they cross over the Jordan River. And don't rebel against God. Don't fear the people. They are nothing compared to what God is. Their defenses, nothing. The Lord's with us. He's going to take care of it. And it's incredible counsel. It's incredibly wise counsel for these two men. We don't know um, everything. I don't think we see the whole conversation. But we know that, that ten uh, spies came and gave a report that was evil, at least from what we read, and only two of them were willing to stand up and say, no, this is what we're supposed to and when we know God rewards these two men, we know that God blesses and God uses them as well. But look at verse 10. It says, all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And then he begins to talk to Moses. Um, we see just these, these two men in the, the face of, um, of a society that was against them were brave enough and bold enough to stand up and speak what was true. And uh, they did. They stood up. They did what they were supposed to do. They said what they were supposed to say. And they believed what they were saying. And, uh, and like I said, God's going to reward that. Uh, he's going to reward uh, Caleb with a mountain, uh, with, a, with a region in the promised land. And he's going to reward Joshua by uh, promotion and leadership and authority and, and many other blessings as well. And, uh, and we get to see that through. But we also know that this is the moment where God says, fine. If you don't believe that I'm with you, it's time to move on to another people. Now, he didn't move on to another nation. But he said, this generation, they're not going to follow me. They've proved that over and over and over and over again. I've given them many opportunities. They're not going to follow me. And so he's going to... Uh, they're going to journey longer than they needed to um, until a generation dies off, and then it's time for that, that the next generation then to step forward and do what was right and follow and see the blessings that God had for them. Uh, so next week we'll look a little further ahead. We, we, may, we may take the time to look at the story with Moses. Um, I, I want to read through it a little bit more and, and see where we're going to go, uh, and then we'll get into the, to the promised land. 
with Joshua and the people as well. Um, but uh, don't forget, uh, you can either be part of the ten bad or part of the two good uh, with your with what you say, uh, with the message that you're presenting to people. Um, is it a, is it a message of hope and a message of, uh, of of faith, or is it a message of fear uh, and doubt? And that's ultimately what it comes down to. Lord, help us to have faith. Uh, help us to trust you. Lean on your understandings to follow your direction. Uh, Lord, help us to be like Caleb and Joshua, bold uh, at a time where where the society would tell us to be quiet. Uh, Lord, lead us into your promises. Uh, help us to see your blessings. Uh, Lord, grow our faith and uh, Lord, forgive our doubt. Help us, Lord, as we go throughout this week to accomplish what we need to accomplish, uh, to be what you want us to be. Do pray with those in the church that are having uh, different health issues and different struggles. Always pray for your help uh, and your hand on them. Uh, help us, though, uh, Lord. We pray. In